0: Want to just take today's episode and talk with you? It's not anything formal, it's not anything you know, hot take ish or whatever. Not that I ever do that stuff, but just to talk with you about the immediate year ahead for this football team and why I abstractly feel as upbeat about it as I do. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this, and I hope you'll check those out as well. My wife and I, my wife Dolly, and I co-own DK Pittsburgh Sports. It's been that way since it was formed in 2014. As such, we have meetings. We have business meetings. And those occur at our downtown HQ slash shop at 224 Fifth Avenue, if you haven't come to see us yet. And just yesterday, we were going over a, a bunch of boring projections, dollar figures. And projections aren't easy to do. Uh, probably not in any business, but I know they aren't in ours. Because a lot of them rely on on how the sports teams are going to do not excessively so and the reason for that and this especially applies to your favorite football team whenever things aren't going well for the Steelers whether it's people reading our content or watching it or listening to it they want straight shooting they want you to be fair they don't want you necessarily to be vicious or burying them although The vicious stuff seemed okay as it related to Matt Canada, but they just want it to be, you know, real, be what it actually is. So we do okay as a business whenever the Steelers aren't great, you know, kind of like a two and six start, for example. But there's another level that comes along to our business whenever the Steelers are doing well. Specifically, whenever there is—and here comes the key word—hope. Fans love hope. That's why they don't ever want you trashing young players, even if the young player comes up and is absolutely terrible in any sport. Draft pick, seventh round draft pick. Couldn't say anything bad about Chris Oladokun last summer. Why? Because he's young. There could still be something there. Why? Because we still have hope. Well, my wife doesn't follow sports uh, very closely at all. She overhears a lot of stuff, so she'll know most of the names. She meets a fair number of people who are uh, pretty prominent in the sports world because of her own standing in our company, but she's not that into it, okay? Okay. And I'd never force my interests on anybody else, so I don't really push that. So when she asked me yesterday, and again, remember, this is within the context of our business meeting. When she asked me, what kind of hope are we going to get out of the Steelers this season? And remember, when you're talking about a football season, you're not just talking about the kickoff opener to the final game. You're talking about everything, free agency, draft, Owner's meetings, all the stuff that we have to cover all year long, OTAs, minicamp, Latrobe, everything, okay? The whole deal. What kind of hope, she asked, are we going to get out of this? And my eyes, honestly, got really wide. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported. Academically, to graduate with career ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. Let's take all of this in order. First things first, there's a championship weekend ahead. There's a Super Bowl to be played. The Bengals, a team in your division with whom you split, could very well wind up winning it all. I know, I know, right? But just hear me out, okay? It'd be a small sign, but it'd be something toward hope. You don't feel as far away from it all. Then comes free agency. Steelers have tons of cap room, tons and tons and tons of cap room. They also have needs. So it's very likely that you'll see maybe not as immediately aggressive an approach as what we saw last uh, last year, whenever it was, you know, Mitch Trubisky being signed like the same day and James Daniels and Mason Cole and all these people just boom, 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 Steelers were signing everybody in sight. It doesn't have to be that fast, but it is going to be, I believe, over time that furious. There's going to be a lot of money being spent by the Steelers management on players who will contribute significantly and immediately. So now when you're thinking about, uh, you know, oh, we have this terrible hole here and we have, you know, no inside linebackers or we just have Miles Jack and Devin Bush stinks and I don't trust Robert Spillane to cover anybody, but then you go out and you get yourself a big time inside linebacker. The hope factor goes way up, signing a corner, signing more depth on the O-line, and eventually you get yourself into that Kevin Colbert position, something that... Kevin would really stress in his time as GM that you don't have a need entering a draft. It's always ideal. And even still, you're going to want to start building up the next generation of the Steelers defensive line. Am I right? Maybe get yourself an offensive tackle, but really focus on getting those guys that are right up front, the next cam, uh, the next Stephon Tewitt, who everybody forgets was a second rounder for the impact that he had. The draft with picks 17, 32, and 49, three picks in the top 50, three young players who should be able to come to St. Vincent College prepared to make a large impact just like that. Because not one of them will be asked to be the quarterback. If someone's an offensive lineman, it'll take them a little bit longer to assimilate, but that's okay. You've got five guys who just played 17 straight games with each other. You can buy some time there. So you're talking about, can you imagine how excited you're going to be at the NFL draft? Have you thought about this? With picks 17, 32, and 49, just like that in a 48-hour span? And I haven't even gotten to kickoff. I haven't even gotten to actual football or mentioning that this could be additionally a coming of age for Kenny Pickett, for Najee Harris, for George Pickens, the young offense as a whole. Hope, hope, hope. And yeah, I shared this with my wife and yeah, we sat down and we did those projections and they were a little bit rosier than what we'd had originally. When we come back, J1Q. From Bill, and he addresses the lead subject from yesterday's episode that was primarily about Andy Weidel's potential role in building up the Steelers roster the same way that he contributed and heavily so toward building the Eagles' successful roster. Bill asks Isn't the bigger concern that Weidel will be allowed? To do this, Omar Khan is a cap guy. He's not a personnel man. And Mike Tomlin might as well be the owner. Well, starting with your last point first, Bill, yeah, Tomlin might as well be the owner when it comes to player acquisition. Uh, He retains in some form or fashion a veto right over everything that's going on. He just does. Now, that doesn't mean that Art Rooney, who is also going to be sitting in that room, couldn't supersede Tomlin, but think about that. I mean, picture that circumstance. I know that the 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 story has long been known about Dan Rooney saying, "No, I'd rather have this quarterback from Miami of Ohio." But the fact is that stuff doesn't occur very often. You don't see a whole lot of owners overriding uh, their football people, uh, at least not with winning teams. So yeah, uh Weidel's not going to have greater authority over this than Tomlin. Weidel is not going to have greater authority over this than Omar will either. I have no doubt about who's the GM. I did at the time of the announcement. I did whenever it seemed like it was going to be a two-headed GM. Do you remember that in the in the days leading up to the announcement? of Colbert's replacement, this this notion that you would have a cap guy and a personnel guy, and they would just kind of work together, both of them essentially quietly answering to Tomlin. Well, one thing the Steelers are particularly proud of, and heaven knows they bring this up a lot, is that they don't really consider themselves to be too concerned ever about Who's in charge? Who's answering to who and whatever else? They say this. They say this. But then, you know, just recently, when it came down to the Matt Canada issue, Tomlin pointedly mentioned to reporters that this is, quote, my decision, end quote. The way I took that was that Rooney told Tomlin, you figure it out. It's your call. Get it right. I'm not going to override you either way. So Tomlin knows it's his decision. Wasn't the GM's decision. Certainly wasn't Andy Weidel's decision. The Steelers also take a lot of pride in. Emphasizing that every idea matters that when they get together in a room, they want to hear every voice. If you have something to say, speak up, sell us on it. And That. Bill, is the best way that I can answer your question regarding how it is that Weidel will have to be effective? He's going to have to make his voice heard. He's going to have to um, do that thing that we refer to as pounding the table. Even though scouts don't really pound tables, it's a great way to lose your job. (laughs) But if they did, he would have to pound tables here. If there's a player that he believes in, from a college, regardless of the position, regardless of the team's need, regardless of the team's uh, style of play or the, the, the foundation of what kind of edge rusher they like to have, for example, and that's how you find an Alex Highsmith at a Charlotte. If Whitel just says, man, this is a player I believe in. We have to get this player. If not, throw me right out of this room. Throw me right out of this room. And the same goes for free agency, and the same goes for the pursuit of the types of players that the Steelers value. Now, that does have to emanate from the head coach. That's normal. That's not Tomlin being you know the, the czar of the entire process. That's just normal. You want the player to be able to fit what the coach wants his players to do within that system but I'm going to say this again and it'll be one last time this week cuz I don't want anybody getting sick of it. I look at the Eagles and I don't see a whole lot of daylight between that and what I'd like to see the Steelers become. Listen to the man. Listen to him. I appreciate the question, Bill. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Steelers. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow.